too. Alrighty, welcome to the Monday Sports. It's Mikamara here with PG Rodriguez. We have our um, amazing guest, Justin Percet. What up, Justin? What's up, Prince? What's up, Biggie? Justin, nice to see you, man. How you uh, how you holding up over there? I think you're in Dallas, right? I'm in Dallas, uh, or what we like to call it these days, uh, Alaska. So uh, <laughs> it is. It is a winter storm here, like never before, and uh, yeah, we're we're battling snowstorm versus and COVID at all at the same time. But that just means you're staying home. Yeah, I, I mean we're we're in the house and we're trying to make the best of it right now. We can go outside at least in our backyard and play with the snow, but that's old uh, to this point. So <laughs> we're just uh, we're just trying to make it. Hopefully, the sun comes out here in the next day or so and melts all the snow, and we can get back to 100 120 degree weather. I mean, I don't know if I like that either, man. Yeah, I'll take it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know on the Win Daily side, Justin, uh, former NFL athlete, former running back. I think, uh, let, me, let me see if I get this right. You were at Cal, drafted yep. by the Hawks. You yep. played for the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Ravens, the Lions, and the Broncos uh, during your, uh, your NFL career. Is that right? Almost all thirty-two teams. You got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was saying you're you're uh, you're you're no stranger to the cold, so I imagine you're holding up okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm fine. I love that. Um. I mean, and and I, I love I love the background, dude. I love I love the history. Obviously, you know, being an NFL athlete, it, it's so customary for for you to to change teams, right? It's a business, right? What we call it, the business of football. Mm-hmm. Um. What's so interesting is, to me, it's kind of where you are now. And how, you know, being traded, picked up by other teams, having that experience of bouncing around has kind of, you know, strengthened your resolve and giving you the opportunity to be where you are now. And it, it seems like you're one of the guys that kind of had this business mindset, even as you were in the, in the league, right, in the NFL. You had an idea that you wanted to do something more than just be, you know, going from team to team. Um, and so I, I would love to kind of hear from you what that experience was like for everyone listening, kind of bouncing around and, and, and we can kind of lead you into some questions of, of how that kind of shaped where you are right now. For sure. Well, you've made it sound way cooler than what it was. Uh, I was <laughs> never traded. I was just flat out released and cut and fired. Uh, those are the terms uh, that I use, but it, it was definitely a blessing to go around and build relationships and play on a number of teams, some great organizations, some bad organizations, got to understand culture uh to a, a whole nother level uh good culture versus bad culture and uh now nah, i got some great learnings um from my time in the nfl my journey to entrepreneurship it started early on i came from a family of entrepreneurs but i didn't really see it like that it wasn't like a really uh a, a sexy term back then to be an entrepreneur not up until like shark tank came about in the routine before everybody became like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I just want to, I want to have a side hustle, or some uh, or something similar. I uh, I saw uh, I was fired at least two or three times in the first couple of years of my career, and it made me think like, okay, what do I want to do if this thing is gonna you know be over for me? Football is gonna be done, and I saw a Sports Illustrated article around 2010, 2011. I think you're on, you're on mute, Justin, I think. Oh, I'm muted? Oh, there you go. There you go. You're back. You're back. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody tried Sport, to call Sports, Illust- Sports Illustrated article. Yeah. I saw a Sports Illustrated article that uh, said uh, 80% of NFL players are either bankrupt, divorced, 
or depressed two years after they're done. And I don't want to be in that statistic. I saw some people that really transitioned well from the game of sport. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson being one, Junior, uh, uh, from the NBA, uh, Roger Starback, Emma Smith. Uh, so there was a number of people that I saw do you know really well. And they, Michael Strahan at the time was doing some, was getting ready to transition. Um, Al, but um, you know, saw him doing some stuff uh, even while he was playing. So uh, I want to be in that statistic. I want to be in that number. Uh, I had a pain point within the within the space. I mean, my my teammates, my college teammates, we came together and uh, saw that this issue where you know there was no brand within the personal care space that spoke to the athlete or the everyday athlete. And uh, we in a locker room. We had Gatorade for hydration. We had Muscle Milk for recovery. Uh, we had Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, what have you, for uh, apparel, but nothing that spoke authentically to us when it came to the issue of personal care and hygiene. And uh, so we saw a space. We wanted to attack it and just was side hustling. We had our hero product, which is a disposable washcloth, antibacterial chocolate that removes sweat, dirt, and body odor. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you calling that now? Uh, it's Hustle Clean now. It's a Hustle Clean body wash. But it, all, it's, it, it is still part of our shower pill collection. So shower pill was a term in a locker room where uh, I'm sure Prince knows and had some people that had a shower pill where uh, there's pills for everything essentially in a locker room, but no, what'd you say? I took plenty of them. Oh, you took plenty of shower pills. (laughs) Uh, So there's no pills for, uh, you know, there's pills in the locker room, but no pills for a shower. So uh, when a guy skipped out on a work, uh, skipped out on a shower after a workout, he said, hey, I take a shower pill, bro. I'm taking one. So don't judge me. Like that means I, I'm gonna hit the shower later. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna clean up right now. And uh, so that pain point was prevalent throughout the locker room, even so much so that you know guys were practicing this deferred hygiene method, where you know staff was prevalent. I mean, at the time, sure. uh, there was a big breakout in the Bucks and the Browns. I think Joe Vicious uh, caught staff and. Uh, there was just like it was running rampant in the college facilities and high schools. So we wanted something where guys can practice good hygiene as almost a supplement throughout the day. Because uh, if you're not taking care of your skin, that can keep you out just like you're not taking care of your body, your muscles, um, anything else. Of course. So so we, we we grew that. And, you know, now we're here, you know, with a, with a bigger brand and, you know, more SKUs and more products to offer the community, this active community and uh, doing good while we're while we're at it. I, you know, I love that you you kind of saw an opportunity and you're like, hey, there's something that, that's missing. Right. And you kind of attack that with a group of friends you, you've mentioned. And so is Prince a couple of times, like the, the phrase side hustle. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that even our even our folks watching, like some of them betting. Right. That, that's a side hustle. Right. Like they're trying to find different different opportunities for revenue. Talk about like, you know, you had the idea, you saw this gap and then talk about the transition from side hustle to like, this is really a thing. Like, how did yeah. you get from, hey, I'm side hustling to, hey, this is the thing I want to work on? Well, it was, it was really dependent on the consumer and the customer, the response and feedback that we were getting. Because a lot of us can have a side hustle or want a side hustle and we have an idea, but we're the only one that thinks it's a good idea or we only, we're the only ones that see the benefit and value. So you don't really have a product market fit. And you want that you want to do something that can really sc- grow and scale and actually you know return uh have a nice return on an investment so it was just the people like uh, they started we had to do a lot of educating at first especially with this hero product 
and letting people know that this is a supplement. It's not a shower substitute. Um, and we went on, the, we, we did all the hard work, but now you see that this, this market in particular, along with, uh, you know, whether it's hygiene wipes or whatnot has blown, uh, uh, been, you know, blown out of the ballpark here when it comes to like traction and, uh, competitors within the space, it is, uh, uh, it is amazing, but we started at ground zero. We were the first. So it's one. a hustle. It's a side hustle, but it's a hustle. Yes. People yes. people forget that second part, right? It's a hustle. Start yes. from zero. It's a it's a hustle from zero. So and you gotta you gotta you gotta spend time on it. It's a baby, you know. As it continues to grow, it's gonna need different things. And when that transition from like, okay, this baby, you know, has to get off the Similac, you know, and has to get off the breast milk. Now it's time <laughs> to put some real real food in his stomach. Like this thing is growing and it needs more and it requires more time. It requires more resources. Yeah. It requires more capital. And when I got done with the NFL and retired in 2017, that's kind of when it's like, okay, this is full steam ahead. You know, we had distribution um, and a number of outlets and uh, it was time to go all in and, you know, uh, yeah, bet on myself and bet on the brand. I mean, I, I, I love that story, man. Um, I think I think Prince print shot me a note too. Uh, I think you guys mentioned that uh, you mentioned Shark Tank. <laughs> I know uh, Prince yeah. has some background watching Shark Tank. Yes, um, I was telling these guys last week or a couple of weeks ago that Shark Tank kind of stirred that entrepreneur spirit in um, in in my soul. Like it, it made me realize that um, the American dream was was attainable. Like I could event, create something, pitch it, and actually invest in it. And I remember um, you guys were on uh, were on Shark Tank with uh, with and you guys pitched the, the sharks your yep. um, your product. Can you tell us about that about that experience? Oh man, it is still one of the most pivotal points of my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, even though it was one of the probably the worst. Uh, pitches in shark tank history uh, <laughs> i have to go watch this now i haven't seen this oh you don't have to worry about it i already scrubbed it, <laughs> so, you know you, you don't have to worry about it. you won't be able to find it uh, i scrubbed it you scrubbed it yeah yeah I, I scrubbed it but but no it was just it was an experience we gotta know um and it from made all me reflect sharks, you gotta know from all sharks so also, so Lori wanted to do, do a deal, but you can't see it. You won't see it on the edit because we're in there like over an hour or yeah. so, maybe two hours. And uh, and Lori wanted to get in with Alex Rodriguez, who was a guest shark at the time, but he didn't want to go in. And uh, is Lori so who you we wanted to work with? I mean, we would have taken like one. Lori was one of the ones that we wanted to if we did get a deal. But Cuban, of course, and uh, and Alex yeah. would have been would have been great as as well. We saw some synergy, but 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 yeah, that was that was a point where I've never like at that point probably the most frustrated or uh, embarrassed that I felt as like an adult because it was different yeah. than it was different than football because I fumbled before you know and I've. I've had issues before and flubs before as an athlete, but this was my, like my first like experience or exposure to like being an entrepreneur and, you know, the world seeing me. And I didn't want that to be the, the end all be all, like as people put, put, put us and put me in that light. So 
I declared during that moment that that wasn't going to define me, but that was going to refine me and make me better an entrepreneur. And the next time I'm going to be on that show is I'm going to be a shark. And that motivating factor is not a, not a day that doesn't go by. Like, how can I get better? Um, like just from that moment. So I don't have an issue like that. Or we don't have an issue like that. Um, on Shark Tank, where we're always presenting in a way where we can comp- the whoever's listening can comprehend and they can retain what we're what we're uh, what we're sharing with them, our story, whether it's financially, whether it's uh, uh, the products uh, that we're creating, the just it just holistically being able to to convey a message to anyone that's interested, and and I I I wanted to, I want to say that from that point on. That was the difference maker from us, you know, being able, you know, if we were going to stay down and be uh, a failure or if we were going to succeed. And that really pushed us to our success that we were seeing right now, where we use that moment. We got on we got on Good Morning America. We got on The View. And then from there, we moved on to Target. We started in the test of 100, 150 stores. Then we wow. went into uh, three months later, we got into all all Target stores. Uh, fast forward uh, a few years uh, from that point. Uh, we're in over 4,000 Walmarts. We got a, a, a full brand assortment with uh, Hustle Clean products and introducing new products here within Target stores uh, this week. So, uh, but it started from that point where we got, we had to get pruned. And that's that, that, that moment of pruning where I had to, to let go of things that was holding me back or, or, or add on things to my tool belt that would propel me forward um, was that was a pivotal, pivotal journey. I still can't watch the show, but it was, awesome. <laughs> it, was a, it was an awesome experience for me. Justin, no, I, I hear you on that. Like, you never want, like, if you fumble, you never want that to be the last time you touch the rock. Go back leaves, in. Yeah, you <laughs> go back in. It just leaves a bad taste in mouth. But, and as you explain your journey, you did skip over the NFL PA pitch uh, yeah. day because that, cause that's where, um, that's where I, I got introduced to Shower Pill uh, for yeah. the first time. I thought you guys killed it. I thought you guys killed it there. And I remember talking to you about Shark Pill. I mean, about the Shark Tank experience. And it was, from what you explained, it seemed like it was night and day from um, from Shark Tank to, to the NFL pitch days. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the NFL PA pitch day. It, so for you guys who don't know, the NFL pitch days, uh, it happens during Super Bowl. Super Bowl, a lot of events happen. And the NFL PA has a fund and so they introduce different companies that um that kind of deals with with sports and we as a players association invest um invest in those companies and justin and um and his guys from shower shower pool which is now hustle clean came and pitched so justin can you explain like what was it like that day was it kind of different pitching in front of um your peers man it was it's funny that you mentioned that because you know, one I, was, I had a call uh, today with Target, and because uh, that was in Minneapolis, and that's where I was introduced to Target. It was funny we were in a different headspace at that time because you mentioned that like when you fumble the ball, you want to get back in the game, and that was our moment to get in, get back in the game. Like two weeks prior to us going to NFL PA pitch day, uh, we were it just aired on Shark Tank, like, and everybody is like headlines, like you know former Baltimore Raven fumbles on Shark Tank. Oh no! Was like the, was the was the headline. So, I wanted to get back out there in the ring, and you know, uh, was just determined to uh, to go out there and put our best foot forward and make some changes with internally, 
And I mean, we had a great, I think, presentation. I don't, and I don't remember. I haven't even asked, you know, uh, uh, why we didn't win that pitch day competition. But I think we brought a lot of energy to that, and we we left everything that we had on the table, and we answered everything uh, that was thrown at us. I think, um, and uh, it was it was just a great experience. It was us being free, and it was us us being on top of everything. So Justin, you mentioned, you know, learning from that, having that one pivotal moment, right? And not succeeding mm-hmm. in that moment and saying, hey, never again kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned something that, that I thought was interesting. You said there were some things that you had to let go of and some things that you knew you had to get better at and, and mm-hmm. maybe you know, had to learn how to do for your next opportunity. Um, I think for, for, for me as well, it's like, I, I'm always trying to figure out how to get better, right? Yep. Were there things that you look at that you can say, hey, these things help me out. These were resources that I use, whether they were, NFL resources, whether they were individual resources, whether just there were books you read, like anything that you go, this this event got me from here to here, and, and kind of here's how I went there. Yeah, man, uh, great question. You know, I always like to say uh, everybody wants a breakthrough, but nobody wants to be broken. And as an entrepreneur, yeah. I had to go through a series of brokenness, a series of adversity that really had to sharpen me and mold me, and I had to dig deep within myself and find out things that I didn't even know existed in order to take me to the next level and phase in life. And uh, those moments like a shark tank, uh, those moments when I was rejected by investors or laughed at by uh, investors or even teammates, not thinking this was going to ever take off, uh, take off the ground. Those moments uh, where, you know, I didn't necessarily have a strong, like the financial side of things, man, I couldn't tell you what a balance statement was, balance sheet, the, the PL statements, the cash flow statements, EBITDA, net versus gross. Like when I was playing football, I wasn't like that wasn't something that I, I didn't go to business school. Um, like that wasn't my forte, but I had to pick up those tools. I had to put people around me, mentors that understood those things. And I really had to get my playbook. Like I had to learn from those around me that knew those things. So when I had my have my CFO on board. I'm listening intently to meetings and figuring out, okay, where we have to be. What does the margin have to be? What are the unit economics in order for us to make money? Um, like those things became uh, important to me. And I had to study those things just like I knew a 3-4 defense and I knew with my 2-jet, 3-jet, where I had to pick up a blitz. And if I saw that Prince was peeking into the backfield he's, and the safety was rolling over top of him, I knew that it was a corner blitz coming. So I had to knew, know those things that if, if I knew that a corner cat was coming because of these tendencies, I had to know, okay, when was going to be my inflection point within the business, knowing market trends and industry, mm-hmm. industry trends that are going on within my space and understanding the financials, just like I knew playbooks. So those were, those were pivotal moments for me. Hey, just a quick question. So when is it easier to get into those doors with those companies because of your name, Justin, the NFL player, um, compared, do you think it's easier compared to a regular, um, a regular entrepreneur? Like was it easier to get in uh, the doors of Target and, and Walmart? Some ways, yes. Some ways, no. Uh, yes, because it is, especially this day and age with the consumer, uh, behavior changing. They're way more interested in the brand and uh, what it stands for, and it is story over skew. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, it's like it's about compelling messaging. It's about a brand experience, not necessarily what the product you're, you're selling. Like you could be selling whatever, but you, you got to have a message or a meaning or a reason by it. Then you got to get people to get on board with your why, and then you can sell them really whatever you want. 
um, as long as it's something that's uh, they can use within their day-to-day life. Um, and then no, too, because some people just don't take you as serious. Like, oh, are you serious about this comp- this business? Are you really operating it? Who's really running the company? Like, you can't sure. you doing the day-to-day behind the scenes. Like, no, trust you're me. Just, you're just an athlete. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. in this box. So, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, telling telling folks, especially athletes, that boxes for things, not people. So, um, don't put. I will never be defined by those things that uh, or limitations people want to place on me. Just there's like three or four, like three or four phrases. Like, I I got to like watch this again and write down. Listen, listen, these things are great. I already, got them, I already got them in my head. Right? These are great. Refine, not define. Not define. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, people like to be broken, but they people want to break through, but don't like to be broken. And then that's um, a good one. And then the last one. What's last that's one? What that's you awesome. Justin? Oh, boxes are for things, not people. Oh, your boxes are for things, not people. No, that's um, so it's interesting, like, and I'll tell you, Justin, this is like, I think the most, you know, even Prince aside, like the way that you're talking about the business and you can tell how much studying you've done, right? You mentioned it being like a playbook, right? And understanding tendencies and building that team around you. Like, I, I'll be very candid. It's, it's, it's about as well-spoken as you're going to get. So like, kudos to you for, for putting in all the work, man, seriously. Um, and it, 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 I wonder, is it, has it been from that like Shark Tank moment to now where you've built that set of skills? Because it seems like you had that kind of entrepreneurial mindset, even in the locker room, right? Noticing that there was something that could be done in this space. Is that, you mentioned your family being entrepreneurs. Is this just a background that you've had or was this like, is this new for you? No, it was something, well, you know, my parents, we had a restaurant and the restaurant business is extremely tough. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen like the bad. Wait, what, wait, what kind of food? What kind of food? Barbecue barbecue i love it i love it for for a number of years and i used to go in there working and doing a cash register and all that stuff and hated it and but for me like even my my major in college like my concentration was around uh globalization and consumer behavior and it was all about like the sociology of like marketing and advertising and i just i love storytelling and I loved uh, being able to, how do you persuade a customer into action or someone into action? Um, so that's what I was interested in. Like I was like more interested, at least growing, uh, growing up and from school into the NFL early on was like, how can I get on Lincoln Avenue? How can I, you know, work for an ad agency and, you know, be oh, wow. pitching and consulting, those type of things. Uh, so the entrepreneur really bug hit me because it was just like about ownership and then it was about like legacy like what what do i what i want to give to my kids and my community how can i create jobs just being in a profession where most of my life was it was given to me and told to me like my schedule was given to me daily like for most of my life my i had an agenda i had itinerary or like where i'm supposed to be where where to go what to do and uh, listen to coaches on how I should how I should perform and do all these things. And I want to be in a position where I can create opportunities and be able to lead an organization, create and problem solve and story tell the way I wanted to. That's that, that's really, really refreshing to hear. I think that, you know, some, some of the trappings of being in the NFL is you make money and you don't really have to worry about much, right? You are being told where to go, what to do every day, right? Your meals are being prepared for you. You're at camp however many days, right? You're with the team however many days. And and uh, and the reason I asked about the entrepreneurship is because like, 
it's so hard to break out of that, right? So many guys out of the league, to your point, 80%, right? They like they yes. get depressed or you know, they're broke because they don't know what they don't know, they don't know what to do next. Or they, they don't know how to think about that for themselves. Um, are there are there parallels though or things that you've experienced in the NFL? And we, I mean, we talked about it, right? I've been fired from a job. I'm sure many people listening have. Like, how mm-hmm. do you kind of relate your experience in the NFL to your success now? Are there parallels? It sounds like there are. Oh, for sure. For sure. What I will forever say that uh being an entrepreneur is a lot harder than uh being in the nfl um i will say you know some ways you know they vary a lot uh but are the same uh, it just requires more time mm-hmm. i'm more busy now than i ever was playing in the nfl but what remains true is that it takes in order to be great at anything it takes work it takes commitment it, it takes discipline it's not necessarily important what you say yes to but more importantly what you say no to what are your boundaries uh what do you stand for um like those things are important when you're building something you know from the ground up uh the parallels so in football they can me- they can measure how fast i run a 40 they can measure how many times i can bench press 225 they can measure how high i can jump but what they could not measure was my ability to get knocked down seven times and get up eight. My ability to endure the the pressures of trying to perform at a high level on a consistent basis. My ability to create uh, opportunity for myself when everything's saying that you won't do it or it looks impossible uh, to complete a task. Like they couldn't measure those things. So. As an entrepreneur, when you're facing fires daily, and I, I liken it to being a firefighter, every day you come on with your, you put your suit on, you put your hat on, knowing like, okay, there may be some success today, but you're going to have to deal with some fire, and you're going to have to respond, and you're going to have the mental toughness and fortitude to endure. So me being fired six times in the NFL, me being told I was too small and too short and too slow to play in the NFL for nine years, that carries over well to uh, it bodes well for me here as an entrepreneur because I'm constantly being rejected daily. I can be rejected by a customer. I can be rejected by an investor. I could be rejected uh, by a, uh, a retailer. But what's common for me and what's been constant for my life is that I'm an endurer and I'm a problem solver and I find a way. So that I carry with me. And that is the reason why I believe that my partner and I and the, the the, the team that we have have been able to endure. Sometimes it's not a be it's not even how smart you are or how gifted you are about your talents. Can you endure the hard times and keep yeah. pressing? Yeah, that's 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 Ooh, awesome. Press. That was like a pre-dig speed to sermon. All of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the questions we like we like to ask um, our guests is like. How, how do you win daily? Like the define what is winning and, and what that looks for you um, daily. Man, um, if you asked me this even a year ago, it would be different. Um, but it is, it is for me this year, and I'm trying to live more intentionally. And my, if I had a word for the year, it is living. It is to live. It is to be fully present in each moment, and and it is it is me embracing every ounce of breath that i'm given daily uh within not only you know i believe that if you're really going after greatness greatness cannot be compartmentalized it's not okay for me to be an, a, a great entrepreneur and a trash husband it's not okay for me to be a great running back and a trash father like if you are really truly a cha- uh, chasing greatness and if and it's a lifestyle of what you're trying to do on a daily basis then it should it should 
like those pursuits, those pursuits and the, the zeal in which you go after those pursuits should be the same. Um, uh, so how I treat my wife, how I treat my kids, how I, I am as an entrepreneur is like, I'm intentional when I'm there, I'm present. I'm trying to, when I'm with my kids, I'm trying to have as much fun and give them as much as I have. When I'm with my wife, I'm trying to serve and be the best husband. I fall short every day. I am not the best at it, but my pursuit and my zeal and my energy is there because I want to live fully in each moment that I have and each breath that I have inside of me every day. And I don't, I can say I wasn't doing that um, daily because even, even we always talk about players and athletes, like, man, that you see the, the, the tragic story of athletes, that their sport becomes identity and uh, they don't know what to do once it's gone. But as an entrepreneur, I mean, anything that you do that thing can become identity uh if you're not intentional about your time and intentional about who you give your time to uh your the business is dependent on you as an entrepreneur like that's that that's that is you that's your responsibility but you've been an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is not an end-all be-all like i believe everyone was created for more like how do you leave an impact in in life how do you how do you in this life how do you uh, create relationships that are making the world better. How are you serving your community? Like I was so inundated and consumed with work that I was paralyzed and inactive in some other assets of my life. So a long-winded answer in saying that I choose today to live in each moment and fully and try to be great at every uh, every role that I'm in right now. I, I mean, wow. I could run through a brick wall right now, Justin. I'm, 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 I'm jacked up, man. That's, you know, it's funny. It's not that different from Prince's answer. Prince's answer was empty the tank, yeah, right? That. Yeah. It was empty the tank. And he, he equated it the same way. He wants to be the best father, the best husband, the best business person. And as long as you empty that tank every day, very much, very much to what you're saying, then that was a successful day, right? You're not going to be perfect, but as long as long as you you have that perseverance and you have that energy, then that that that's really what matters. And um, that's dude, compelling, dude. That's awesome. Um, it, you know, I, I've only got a, a couple more things right now, but um, I think you know, shower pill and and this, you know, the the business you've created here. Um, is there anything else that you're looking at? Do you have your eye on other investments? You know, are there other things that you're you're focusing on? Because you know, we mentioned the locker room side hustle, right? This is obviously yeah. with so much passion, very clearly that your main priority. Are there mm -hmm. other things in the market you look at? Do you have other other areas of income or that, that are passive or that you're just you're, you're interested in? Definitely have the passive income. Mailbox money is what I like to call it. Mailbox uh, money, dude. How many things do we have to write down from this guy, bro? <laughs> That's a pretty common thing, though. I think mailbox uh, money. I love that. Mailbox money when you just go and you know you just pick up a check and you know, uh, you know, real estate investments, uh, properties, uh, storage units. I'm involved in. I do. Cool. Uh, uh, I do. I have a speaking side of my. Uh, just have my life, my business. Like I'm really. I was gonna say, if you didn't have some sort of speaking engagements, you, yeah. should, have, you should have some of those. Yeah, I, I just really love it. I just feel like I, I, through all the issues and the struggles that I've been through as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, and just as a human being, like it, it's not. It, it would. It would. I would do myself a disservice if I just kept all those learnings to myself, and I, I get even more so than scoring a touchdown or making it to a Pro Bowl, to know that I've impact, impacted a life, a life for a greater good, that 
I mean, that's what I hold near and dear to me because those things will continue to live on. Amazing. Prince, anything, uh, anything left, man? I'm good, man. I think uh, I think just Justin em- emptied himself. On- <laughs> 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 he emptied the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Justin, man, dude, thank it. you so so much for joining us. This was seriously like I, I have a feeling that people are going to really enjoy this conversation. And um, tell us uh, tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can find the business. You know, any any shout outs you want to have. This is your time right now. Oh, for sure, man. So you can find Hustle Clean on all social media channels at Hustle Clean. Please follow. And then also you can buy our products at Walmart. We're everywhere nationwide, over 4,000 stores at Walmart, every single Target store. You can find our products in the sporting goods section there and Target in the personal care section in Walmart. So, uh, yeah, and also Kohl's, Kohl's as well. And I will say uh, I, I've known about the product before Prince told like told me about it okay. because, because I used to work at a Fortune 500 and I used to go get a quick workout during lunch. Yeah. And you got like at the regular Fortune Five, you got sixty minutes, right? Yep. I got to go get a lift in. I got to take a shower. I got to get my shit done. Like it's it's it's, too, it's not enough time. I saw a shower pill. I don't know where I saw one. I think I I think maybe online. I don't know, but I'm like, uh-huh. yo, this makes sense to me. I've been a consumer <laughs> for like four or five years, so thank you. I uh, I, I, I will say that 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 they're actually they're really impressive. So uh, congratulations, man. Oh man, that means a lot, man. That's dope. Thank hey, you, Justin. One more yeah. thing though, I remember the Super Bowl, yeah. the Super Bowl commercial, right? Like my um, my wife posted it. How did what made you? What made, like that was smart, like to post that during during Super Bowl or like mm-hmm. during that week. Like what made you come up with that and put it put it out there? Did you not have? Did you not allocate enough to get it on TV rather than put it on social yeah. media during the Super Bowl? Like how did that work? Um, you know, at the phase that we're in, you know, it is uh just you know not having a lot of resources when you know a super bowl commercial costs five million dollars for 30 um, seconds man yeah for 30 seconds you know it, you know not necessarily knowing if the return of investment is going to be there uh it just wouldn't be smart uh, uh for us to do it but we're living in a day and age where uh you can create your own stories you can distribute your own stories and we liken ourselves to an independent artist so we can distribute to the people that we want and boost and promote it uh, to those like audiences that may find our product, you know, as a, uh, you know, a valuable asset. So it, Super Bowl has a lot of eyes, a lot of ears. So that was the time we wanted to do it going in, uh, going into, uh, you know, uh, 2020, 2021.